Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. This is your host, Melody Edmondson. Thank you so much for tuning in to Voice of America and the Variety Channel and my show, The Space of the Waste. If you are tuning in to us for the first time, please go to www.voiceamerica.com and you may listen to all of the previous episodes as if they were podcasts because we did most of those live, but they're now podcasted forever. And also you may go to my Pinterest boards under the name of The Space of the Waste. And under those boards, you can find your waist placement and your body shape, whether hourglass short-waisted, hourglass long-waisted, square long-waisted, square short-waisted. You will find your board and look at your very best silhouettes. Today, I'm very, very excited because we have our guest, Joanne Ross-Wells. She is coming to us from Perth, Australia, and she is here to talk to us about her bridal company. She does uh, Joanne Ross-Wells Bridal and Couture. She is a very beautiful wedding gown designer. And I am uh, hoping to tell everyone I know who's getting married all about her. So Joanne, would you like to come on and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Melody. Thanks so Hi, much uh, for having Hi, me. Joanne. This is fantastic. So glad to clue in. You're so much more beautiful than your photograph. <laughs> oh, you're a sweetheart. Uh, you're and I wasn't gorgeous. even sure if we were going to be on video call. So this is <laughs> this is me in the raw. <laughs> well, you're looking good. I wish everyone could see you. But you went to the University Academy of Fashion. Did you go yeah. in England? So it was in Australia. Australia. Uh, so I, I was a mature student. I did lingerie and swimwear for 13 years independently. And then went and formalized my studies at the Academy of Design on the Gold Coast. Wow. So I was like a sponge. I had been working in the industry without all the technical skills that I needed. So yes. by the time I went to study, I really just absorbed everything. Uh, it was a very exciting time. And yeah, it was just onwards and upwards from that point. Oh, so wow. it's been an you exciting You really had the journey. passion for what you were doing, right? Exactly. Or a calling, yeah. so to speak. It was, yeah, yeah. Yes. I see that you started in swimwear, right? Yes. And even then, uh, when I was doing the swimwear, I was actually doing, so I'd have a small collection, but I was custom designing for women right from the beginning and it's followed me into the swimwear I was designing custom for um you know body weight competitions you know as as a bit of an artistic person I love yes. working with the finer details so with the oh. swimwear I was designing the fabrics now in the bridal I love designing the beadwork um the lace work 
the layout of the lace, you know, how it's all appliqued on. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, I just love the fact that we've connected because a big part of when I design for a client is looking at their body shape and proportions. Yes. So Absolutely. when you invited me on, I just thought this is perfect because yes. to me yes. it's such I wrote 19 part. books about this very subject with, well, actually those books are each of the body shapes, like hourglass in the balanced waist, in the short waist, and the long waist. Yes. If you're a rectangle, you can buy your book if you're balanced waisted, short waisted, or long waist, And you don't have to bother getting a big book that has everything. I did do the bigger books for colleges and universities and design schools. Yeah. And I compiled them, you know, by waist measurements, yes. balanced book, a short waisted book and a long waisted book, but it doesn't have quite as much information about each and every body shape as the individual books. Yeah. Then I did a guidebook, which is the book one, your fashion guide based on body shape in the space of the waist. That's book one. And it has all of the body shapes in there and tells you how to measure the way I measure. Yes. And I was trademark that space of the waist because to me that is right under the bus line down to where your waist nips in there's a certain amount of space there and it really yeah. doesn't have anything to do with your torso because you can have a short waist on a long torso or you can have a long waist on a short torso you yeah. don't find that too often but you do find it and I have just found that a lot of people like myself I'm tall I was yeah. five, seven and a half. Now I'm five, six and a half, but I was always so tall and lean, but I could never wear a classic style, like a shirt waist. My mother yeah. was very into classics and they never fit me right because I'd have like five inches of fabric because I'm short waisted. So she immediately, you know, of course started sewing for me, but she also knew exactly what to buy for me to yeah. not reveal that short 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 waist i like to call them tips and tricks but actually it's everybody's body's great just the way it is you just mm -hmm. have to know how to dress you know it you is really do. and, and, and a bridal gown big... is the most important thing a woman will ever wear <laughs> it is and you know melody a big part of it i think is accepting that these are our proportions right you, you know it's our... especially with that space of the waist, you know, the width of your shoulders. It's your skeletal your structure. It's your it, bone structure. It doesn't change. Yeah. The, the, whether it's fat and water or muscle, that comes and goes. What doesn't yeah. is that basic frame you're on, which is why yeah. I like to use the frame. I don't have people take... Uh, measurements when they're trying to find out their body shape. I don't even have them do their bust line or their butt because yeah. again, come and go, or maybe you're going to add a butt, you know, or add yeah. a boob because a lot of people do that. They're like a rectangle and then they go get a 32 double D bra yeah. and expect the dressmaker to take their old size double zero jackets and fit those boobs in. It's you can't That's, do it. <laughs> no, no. So let's get back to you. Um, what? Tell me a little bit about uh, what you see as the big, big fashion trends in uh, bridal gowns for uh, this year, for 2022. And if you yeah, want to well, talk about going forward, you may, but I know there's lots of brides coming yeah. up. So 
I know, and it's 2023. Um, I'm sure it's the same for you in the States. It's just, wow, it's everyone's booking in. They're excited to get going, you know, just, just start the year with a bang. So yes. um, what's amazing me is there's two extremes. There's the minimalist trend, mm-hmm. you know, very, very classic, um, no lace, no fuss. And then the the other side of it is the full-on princess. That's right. And I overly, overly embellished. Yeah, with you know, color, florals, um, you know, and just full on. And of course, you know, if they petite, I've got to taper that skirt down quite a bit because their height and their frame just can't support that. Um, but uh, yeah, what I'm loving as well is the separate trend. And that really ties in with more of a sustainable fashion angle that I love. You know, you'll be able to use it again after. Um, so much more versatility and flexibility with that. So I love the separate trend. Um, another what one. Did, that what I did you say? Of, what was that? Uh, what kind of a train? The separate. So the two pieces. Oh, okay. And some of them. Um, you know, are very obviously two-piece, so it would show a bit of midriff, which they would they would need to be a balanced or or longer waist for that. Yes, uh, just to to have the room. Yes, but it just um, and I, you know, I'm always doing a lot of research when I was studying. The director said the best designers are the best researchers, so I love getting into the research behind everything. Yes. So I started designing separates before it actually became a trend, which is is great to know. Um, but yeah, it's just I think gives a lot of flexibility to the brides. Yes. Uh, the cutouts that I'm sure you're seeing in in the day wear and the evening wear as well is sneaking into bridal. So for the brides that are a little bit more daring. Yeah, a lot, a lot more cutouts, sheer panels going right down the side, uh, the backs. Um, yeah, so lots of wow. that, the laser cut uh, flowers on yes. the lace, you know, bringing them into like a 3D effect. So you sort of have some that are one layer and then you build them up with a few little beads. So uh, much handwork. I mean, do you do all of your handwork? Uh, no, you if send it a out. lot of handwork, I will outsource a yes. lot of that. Because um, out. I just hooked up with someone that I, on LinkedIn, someone that I used to know when I was in New York, working in New York years ago. Yeah. And she now has uh, the New York embroidery studio. And she has never been busier in her life. <laughs> she does yeah. not only all of the wedding stuff, but also all of these designers like Brandon Maxwell and, you know, all of the, so many names I can't even begin. And she just got Mark Jacobs shoes to do. Oh, nice. And I mean, I'm going to have Malad on the show also coming up uh, when we're talking about all of this embellishment because they are so busy that they actually 
Malad was so busy that he can't do it in April now because they just keep getting more and more, you know, and this is for going forward also, you know, yeah. fall and next spring and they're doing all of this stuff. And she actually expanded and oh, got fantastic. a great big, huge place. I mean, it, so to me, this is showing you what COVID has done. Yeah. It's making everybody want to really dress up and embellish. And I do know that more minimal is happening yeah, but per, I just kind of am happy to see the embellishment. Yeah, you know, I because am. what I'm loving is even with the more minimalistic dress, it'll it'll be very simple on the front, and then you look at the back, and there's this huge big embellishment. You know, wow, that back, sounds fabulous. Like that surprise factor. Yeah, um, that sounds know, because, awesome. I yeah, haven't really you know, seen a lot of that, but I guess I wasn't always looking at the back. And no, plus my no, eye was just I've going to all those embellishments until I just flipped through those. You know, I didn't <laughs> yeah. look at it 360. My niece, Dr. Kelly uh, Irby Dunbald, she got married in a T-length dress. And I just loved it because she's uh, very tiny, like a double zero. With, oh. But she has nice shoulders, you know yeah. what I mean? But she's very tiny and she did a kind of fitted in full, you know, with lace. And it was in the uh, fall. Uh, I think it was October. Yeah. But in, yeah. anyway, it was just a beautiful dress and she wore red satin shoes. Oh, well, it was I'm, fabulous. That's amazing because I'm busy. I'm about to start um, pattern making this beautiful silk tea length uh, dress. Yes. And yeah, it's also, it's a three piece so the sleeves are separate, connected with a choker, a little tight bodice, and that beautiful flared T-length skirt. And she's wearing blue shoes. So I love it. I love yeah, it. I think it's fabulous. My, my other niece, uh, Emily Prechisary, she uh, did a strapless mermaid fabulous long with the great big uh jimmy Choo, you know nude and silver and red or louboutin or whoever they were i think they yeah. were jimmy Choo, but they might have been christian louboutin but she did these ginormous shoes that were just fabulous also but the dress was full length and had this amazing belt yeah. and um and she was balanced waisted so it worked and she also she has nice shoulders so I thought it all looked really good on her. Both of those of my nieces, you know, uh -huh. had those gowns like that. And I thought they were very pretty. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I always my... say I've got the best, the best part of planning a wedding is the dress, hands yes. down. <laughs> it's like, it's I think all it's about the most important. And of course, when I first texted, emailed you on LinkedIn, I said, you got to find the dress first and then the venue. And you said, but it doesn't work out that way because you have to book the venue so early. I know. And so I, know. I say, use the venue as a canvas and yeah. then adapt it to your dress and, and then get the bridesmaids to go with that dress, the groomsmen. So yeah. what do you think about do you do that with your bridesmaids and the groomsmen and the children, make it all go kind of toward the dress in a way? Yeah, and it's definitely, um, you know, when I'm chatting to brides, it's the sort of extra service that I offer them that it's, it's predominantly it's about the bride and her dress, but it's helping them coordinate the whole bridal party. Yes. 
and I'm the go-between. So the mother of the groom needs to know what's going on. Um, you know, the mother of the bride, everyone needs to be in harmony. Right. And even the men, when they're selecting the suits, they don't know what the dress looks like. So I'm like, no, let them chat to me and I'll be able to guide them in the right direction, give them the right mm -hmm. color tones. Yes. Um, you know, so there's, it is, you know, and the, and the children as well, they, you know, often the little flower girls are the mini me's. But um, it's always nice to bring a little bit of the color of the bridesmaids into the flower girl in some, you know, even if it's a small way, I think it brings the whole story yes. together. And the photographs looked really good. Yeah. And I had uh, directed my, um, I think wrongly directed actually my uh, granddaughter into uh, Brindley uh, when she was doing her wedding, I thought, at the time, I thought if all of the girls are pretty much the same size, she was asking me, should they wear the same dress or just the same color and different yeah. styles? And yeah. I said, I, I think the same dress. But then later, after I've seen so many, I've especially since I got the show, yeah. so many photographs sent of weddings that I really don't agree with that now, now that I think everybody has a different body shape. I know all my exactly. friends aren't the same size. Yeah. All my family yeah. members aren't the same size. So I think it's better to stick with the color and then do a dress that fits that body shape. So I would, yeah. that would be my guidance yeah. now. I do like the same color, but I suppose that wouldn't have to be. But the reason I like it that way is because I don't want to cause too much visual sensation to take away from the bride. So yeah. I think if it's just burgundy to look at or just yellow or just peach yeah. or just yellow or just blue, it's better than pink, blue, lavender and ye yellow. And then, you know, it's just too much visual sensation going on and taking away from the bride. But yeah. I liked what you said about the little children that are in the uh, wedding party to keep yeah. the dresses not all the way down to the ground so that they don't trip or fall. And that was very insightful because I've seen a little bit of that in my day. As I well. have. Yeah, because the littlies, especially like the two and three year olds, they will often lean forward when they're walking or running and then the dress hooks under their feet. And I always say, you know, keep it a couple of inches off the ground. Absolutely. So. And the other thing, uh, I loved, I don't know if you ever watched Blue Bloods, but that's when they got married and they had those beautiful ascots. Mm -hmm. I just loved it. Now, my husband said, oh, my God, but yeah. I loved them. Now, yeah. I, I don't think that particular wedding was formal enough for it, but yeah. who cares? She did what she wanted to do, and that's fine. But mm -hmm. I could definitely see those ascots picking up the color of the bridesmaids dresses yeah. and the same white as the gown if it's candlelight or white white or yeah. beige or whatever black whatever color yeah. red yeah. I guess yeah. they're doing everything now but, yeah but anyway I love those ascots and I, I do as it. well I've done and I love bow ties wedding. too huh? yeah I've done one wedding oh, about eight years ago where I actually even made the shirts for the men because we wanted that very um, sort of Pirates of the Caribbean sort of look. Oh. With, you know, with the cravats. And it was just so lovely and different. You know, the guys 
looked amazing as well. You bet. And, and just, yeah, it fitted. It was a beautiful garden setting and it was just stunning. So, yeah, I love it when they have the men really dressed in nice tuxedos and not cheap yeah. rented. <laughs> yeah, I, I, love like good, I love a good, I love a good I know it's very expensive, but the way I look at it, if they know, again, it's planning ahead. If they it know is. a minimum of a year in advance, That's and it. if they're your best friend, you, they can know two or three years in advance <laughs> and they can put their money back you know, to yeah. buy a beautiful or have made a beautiful tuxedo. And yeah. the thing is, if they're wearing black, black tuxedo or even gray, um, they can or dark navy, they yeah. can keep these forever. And that is their tuxedo. Yeah. Just put plenty of fabric in the seams so that if they gain <laughs> a little weight through the years, <laughs> uh, they can let it out. Or yeah. they can take it in if when they reach 80. <laughs> they get skinny again. When they start fading. <laughs> but I, I I I just when I look at the pictures, you know, yeah. and you have those forever. You do. You just want everyone to look beautiful. And it's your day, and you want yeah. you know, everyone to look absolutely fabulous. And it is absolutely. And I've had a couple of photographer friends say to me that they wished that every one of their brides would just get the right styling advice before they went dress shopping. So through yes. COVID, I started offering an online service where I would just do a video call and say, okay, you know, this is the sort of silhouette you need to be looking for. Um, and it definitely opened up more online, um, you know, opportunities for me. And I've just had a bride that got married last weekend she got married in South Africa, but she was living in the UK. We did everything on Zoom. And she just sent me a message to say the dress was perfect. She could create this vision online with me. And I thought that is what COVID actually brought to the table. You yes. know, so it's opened Time up a lot. To chill out, get your priorities straight, think yeah. straight and organize your priorities. And if you had something big coming up that you thought that can still happen, it's enough in advance, then you might yeah. as well plan for it appropriately. Yeah. And um, I know it didn't mess up a lot of weddings. You know, I it saw did. a lot of virtual things, you know, whether it Family was uh, attending virtually. Yeah. Celebrations of life, that. celebrations of weddings, celebrations of anniversaries. And I thought, yeah. dang, you know, but probably had they all had it to do over, they might have just all met there with their masks and then ripped their mask off, take a few pictures, and I don't Get know. Back on. <laughs> okay, I'm we have about uh two minutes before I have to go to commercial break, but what I'm gonna ask you when we get back a little bit more about these body shapes and stuff, but will you tell me uh some of the most popular themes going on right now for weddings that uh, would be interesting to my listeners, to our listeners, themes? Well, one of the ones that surprised me is uh, quite a bit of fantasy has come in. And I, I think it's possibly also an effect of COVID. People 
trying to live a dream or you know out of a certain reality so that's and a lot of princess sort of bridgerton style things coming okay. in okay uh, but so fantasy that, like futuristic or like no, uh, renaissance uh, or period yeah. pieces so yeah more renaissance and just getting out of what is normal now right. you know mm -hmm. just really thinking out the box and I think that's why colors come back in as well mm -hmm. you know so definitely and the floral prints or floral laces there's a lot more I think very uplifting romantic um things coming yes. into that yes um what about any are they doing any bright bright colors for any of this I don't uh, usually see I, that much in weddings, but I just yeah, wonder. Yeah, I think the Disney ones that I've come across are more like your uh, pale blues and pinks and that. So yeah, very paler. soft feminine colors. Mm -hmm. Seems like red. Had, and Yeah, I've had a request for a black, um, beautiful black dress with a stark ivory lace over it. So very dramatic which I'm hmm. quite excited to um, get into for one of my European clients. So, wow. Yeah, That's she's different. from Bratislava and, you know, it's just that whole, mm -hmm. it's it's part of her culture. Yes, uh, so absolutely. bringing that in. Well, I had uh, a friend that was uh, buying a mother of the bride dress and her daughter did the very chic column dress, you know, that had the yeah. very, very long train in the back, but it was Sorry. just very simple and it, she looked very good and very dramatic and I said well you don't want too much embellishment because that's not the style or mood of her of her wedding but we did find her something and I'll tell you about it after we go to break because right now we have one minute before we have to go to break so that's coming up and we'll talk about that because we did finally find her something so we'll be right back after a word and a commercial okay we'll be right back with joanne wells ross follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on Voice America Variety. C. Melody Edmondson has created a book series, The Space of the Waste. The book series may be found on Amazon.com. You'll want to purchase book one first. Your fashion guide based on body shape and the space of the waste. This is a new method of measuring, including the first guidebook. There are a total of 19 volumes that focus on different body shapes and waist lengths and how to make the space of the waist work for you. Find the Space of the Waist Guides on Amazon.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are listening to The Space of the Waste. To reach the show today, 
Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to thespaceofthewaste at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Space of the Waste. This is your host, Melody Edmondson. We are on the Variety Channel, and I have my beautiful guest, Joanne Ross-Wells. And you can Google Joanne online and look at some of her beautiful gowns. And she also does customs, lots of customs. So keep her in mind for your wedding and bridesmaids and groomsmen's and children and mother of the bride and a mother and of the groom. Yeah, so let's go back and talk about that a little bit, Joanne. Uh, like I say, I just recently helped my friend Jill find a dress and we ended with navy. And because she uh, is five, about 5'5", five, five, and uh, kind of a rectangle body shape, yeah, and me. more of a <laughs> longer waist, but waist and hips the same. So we we did navy and we did we did a thea dress. It was just beautiful. It was a matte, a char, it was charmeuse, but more of a matte. It wasn't real shiny. It was yeah. very elegant. And then it had big sleeves, but she had them leaned out some, so they weren't so big. Yeah. Uh, and then she wore the uh, Manolo, very nice satin hue shoe with a uh, a two inch heel, not four and a half inch. Yeah. And she she had just diamond earrings, and it looked absolutely stunning. And it just ended up that her daughter, who was in the wedding, her other daughter, one daughter yeah. was getting married, and the other yeah. daughter in the wedding also wore a navy dress. So oh, wow. they looked well together. And But anyway, she didn't want to wear black, and she's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, kind of pink undertoned blonde, natural blonde. So yeah. she doesn't like herself in black. So she didn't, and plus she didn't think it was appropriate for a wedding, black or red. So yeah. uh, she didn't do that. And it was okay. We we found this dress, but a few times she thought it was too plain. But then when, when it happened and she saw her daughter and it was a beautiful cathedral, you know, oh, Catholic, stunning. beautiful, gorgeous cathedral. But, you know, this girl is very much understated, classy daughter. And it just would have been overly embellished the way I would have done. Or I was finding <laughs> things with great big sleeves or great big something. It, it would have been yeah. out of place totally. So I'm glad she held me back (laughs) she held you back yeah I'm busy I've done a bride's dress and I'm working with her mom at the moment and I'm trying to tone the mom back because she's wanting to outshine the bride in in my opinion and I I'm just gently steering her in the right direction because you know on the day the last thing you want is to suddenly realize you've got the wrong dress yes exactly yeah and that is the thing It's very, I think, very important. I mean, I just saw a bunch of ads with uh, Paris Hilton and her wedding dress and this and that. And 
And I remember she told her mother, uh, remember, I'm the bride mom, you know, and then I like the bride mother's dress. I thought it was very, it went with the wedding, but it wasn't overstated, but it wasn't boring in any way. I thought she looked absolutely beautiful. And um, I do think that that's important and it it needs to go along with, uh, like you say, the theme but I do think there are just not enough resources out there for the mother, the bride, and the mother. Yeah. The Absolutely not enough in quality fabrications yeah. and not enough sophisticated, not I for agree. 30-year-old moms, but also yeah. for 45 and 50-year-old moms, yeah. but particularly you know, 45 to 50, you know, 45 to 55, because women are beginning to have children a little bit later in the United States and in some many other countries. And our show is in 160 countries. So, you know, you can, and there's second marriages also. And um, I've met women in their thirties that are getting married for the second time, but they've met their soulmate. So they want to redo. They They want want a big splashy wedding and they want the full length gown. They don't want to get married in a suit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I happen to love the wedding suits. I I do. With a hat. I just love them. Yeah. When my mother got married years ago, she wore an ivory suit. And oh, she was stunning. a natural blonde with blue eyes. And if she, her pictures were fabulous. So when John and I got married, I wore a suit. I wore a cream colored suit. And I think I bought Nicole Miller, Nicole Miller, because she was one of the few that had, well, actually the most beautiful one I could find that was in a natural fiber and had hand embroidered, uh, you oh, know, stunning. pearls on it. And it was just a really beautiful and being short-waisted, it ended up being okay because it was a, a gourd skirt that flipped out, but it had no waistband. So, you know, okay. that works on me and I could pull it down. Yeah. Move at yeah. My waist, so it looked like my waist was longer. Exactly. And, it's and the ivory blouse. And I pulled that skirt way down on my hips. Yeah. I got a bigger size. And then I wore a flyaway kind of flippy jacket. And it oh, just stayed stunning. open, but it looked good. It looked, oh. and then I got a Raymond Hood silk satin hat. Oh, <laughs> the gorgeous. hat was as much as a suit or more, <laughs> but I do think suits are still cool, you know, oh, but I love uh, of them. course, uh, most pe- women like the great big uh, full wedding gowns. What yeah. do you, well, let's ask about some of the other things that we talked about earlier, like if you have very narrow shoulders and wider hips, how do you, and let's say their waist, let's say they have a balanced waist. Okay. All right. Make it <laughs> More of a triangle body shape, you know, narrow shoulders, wider hips. How do you yeah. work with that? So what I love to do, and it surprises me, you know, often some women will be more aware of, of what works and what doesn't, but you know, for the brides that they'll, if they are that shape and they thinking a, a thin spaghetti sort of strap, and I'm like, the first thing I want to do with the narrow shoulder is add a bit more width. And you can do it with all the detachable sleeve trains at the moment. It's really easy to add a really nice, big, puffy, sheer sleeve, and it just balances out the width of the hips 
creates a, a much thinner waist. And there's just, yeah, there's so, so many beautiful ways you can do it with bows, sleeves, you know, just to add a little bit more width to balance it with, with the hips. So lots of tricks there. And you can still, you know, incorporate the elements that they love, but you tweaking it, you know, as a custom designer, I sort of tweak it that it's, it's creating more of a balanced look for them. Tell me, tell me uh, just overall uh, your best advice about the short-waisted, whatever your body shape, uh, and that's kind of hard to do, but, uh, but you know, there are ways to make that waist length, you know, like that mermaid that drops. Yeah. And you, you mentioned, uh, in the one of your seams running down are yes. really good for that because, you know, if you've got, um, a bit of flare at the bottom, you could, if you had a waistband, you sort of cut the skirt and, and have it separate, but, to for the short waist, did you better off reducing that? Yes. And if they're going for a princess cut, you can actually create the waistline. I normally do it, you know, a good inch or so below their natural waist, so it elongates that whole yes. section. Yes. And then instead of having um, too many gathers coming in at that seam, you just do more of a a gentle line coming out yes. so it's not as dramatic yes and you so can even do gores little tricks you that wanted, you can do the gores yes. yes yes i love that so, and i noticed also uh, when we were talking about uh, the wider shoulders with no waist and no hips uh what is your yeah. idea about that so, what is their silhouette for balance yeah so again like with that you're wanting to uh, balance out the the shoulder to hip ratio so and especially if the waist is a bit wider so I would again add you know something possibly sheer so it's soft so it's not too solid and then the A-line or princess skirt that it's creating more of an hourglass shape. Okay. So it's the illusion of a smaller waist and balance between the hip and the shoulders. Yeah, that's, that sounds ideal. Absolutely you know, ideal. And even for the brides that want the fit and flair and a more fitted dress, the sort of sheer overskirts over that Again, just bring in a little bit more balance. Yes. Um, and with a, a sheer subtle sheer. volume, a sheer yeah. subtle volume. Yes. Also, I loved what you have to say about the square body shape. That was news to me. So explain okay. about how you do that diagonal. Yeah. So um, because I'm a bit of a rectangle, well, I am a rectangle. So I've sort of learned if I'm needing to wear something a bit more fitted, if you pleat and ruche the fabric going diagonally towards the waistline and then away to the hip line, you're creating the illusion again of a smaller waist. So if you're a wider rectangle or a square with shorter legs, if you're shorter and wider and square, that and and a short waist. I and think that, 
I've got a client like that at the moment. So I am doing exactly that as sort of a bit of an asymmetrical look. You know, why you start shoulder. at the shoulder. Yeah. Why Absolutely. Shoulder and just ruched. To me, that's genius. I've ruching, never heard you know? of that. Yeah. Two to three pleats sort of going in that way and then going out the other way. You're just creating those beautiful lines. It's that architectural. Right. Uh, it's, it's using asymmetry to your advantage. Exactly. This is a perfect way of doing it. And I've never seen that, by the way. Okay. okay. Maybe people do it, but I've not seen it. I think you are a genius for that. Maybe you need to, to uh, trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to. Yeah. I love that about, I mean, the square by, I just think that's genius where you start from the shoulder and you do that diagonal and then you could yeah. even make one side longer if you wanted or make one all the way to the four and one up especially yeah. if they have beautiful calves and skinny ankles and you i'm know, actually that might... doing that to hemline because there's a bit of a crossover in the skirt as well yeah like a bit of a false wrap over and i'm doing the one panel longer than the other wow i love oh. that now what would you ex uh, suggest for someone who just is shorter and very, very round, not a waist and a larger stomach and not particularly broad shouldered, but not narrow, more of just a round body shape. What, what do you suggest for that? Well, it's always been that sort of um, under the bust um Empire. you know style yeah. yeah and I would definitely say go for the softer gentler fabrics um nothing not stiff too, yeah not stiff and you know it's it's bringing in more of a feminine feel in the fabrics uh and I'm I'm a lover of all the natural fibers so yes you know, absolutely a really good quality uh, silk, silk. Uh, and of course, it comes in your in your mats. You know, your dupion is that more raw silk. Um, you know, or your ones with a bit more sheen. Your queen silk, yeah, silk but, Georgette. You, know, you get a really good quality fabric, and you don't need to do too much with it. So you know, go for the empire line. You could, depending how circular they are and how much room you've got to play with. You know, whether you do a little embellishment just under the bus so the attention is at their narrowest part, um, you know, that's sort of you sort of focusing on their base. And maybe assets, so. if they're not broad-shouldered, you could even, I don't know if you would add sleeve or would that, if it, then it kind of makes this look even smaller. Yes. You know, when you add it. width here and make this smaller and then you could maybe do a line. I don't know. Yeah. But I like that silk um, chiffon, you know, it's yes. just like, oh, like and it just flows when you walk. It's but, and, you know, yes, if you snag gorgeous. it, you ruin it. But so what? Yeah. It's one day, you know. I know. And I just love that. And then when you walk, it's so flowy, you know. And you feel good. I think when you've got a natural fine. You can breathe. You, you can breathe, you especially can breathe. if you're not going to change for the reception. You're going to wear the same dress. You you want to breathe. And all exactly. this poly crap and 
brocade yeah. with rayon and poly or something. I mean, you're like yeah. in a cardboard box with uh, glue and plastic over it. You know? yes. <laughs> but it's hard to find. I mean, there are eight and nine hundred and a thousand dollar dresses in polyester. I mean, yeah. I just it just drives me crazy. I don't know what people yeah. do. I mean, yeah. you really ought to be able to go out in today's world, anywhere in the world, and find a dress that is affordable in a natural fiber, yeah. you know, in a few silhouettes, you know, mm. for the different, for the balanced waist, short waist, and long waist. I mean, I just I think agree. if somebody would just come up with some kind of ideal, uh, beautiful fa- and could sell enough of them to afford to sell them for a lower exactly. price, you know, yeah. make the money on the other silhouettes. It would provide a lot of people with nice things because yeah. the only reason people buy the fake fabrics is because nice they can't afford it's yeah. too expensive or they have priorities. Yeah. They want better. They want good food. They got the venue they wanted. Yeah. They got the vacation they wanted, or maybe they're not going to do the honeymoon. They're just going to have the food that they want. You know, it gets to yeah. be a priority thing. And yeah. if they want to serve people and they want to dress and he's got to have a tuxedo or whatever, it becomes a money management. And it again, that's why I go back to planning ahead yeah, but people and, are and not used to doing that. And it's exactly I've got a client that I designed her dress 18 months ago and the wedding is still another 18 months away. But she wanted quality and we worked out a little payment plan and every month I get her a little bit and it's put away for the dress. So it was a priority to her to have the best quality that she could and I just think that's fantastic it is absolutely think that's fabulous (laughs) I'm with that philosophy dress comes first um tell me also the other body shape that I didn't get into is the long long waist with short legs yes and my daughter actually has this body shape so Uh, We designed her dress, we created the beadwork, we had it hand beaded in India, and um, when we started putting the dress together, uh, we realized the panels that we had on the skirt, I had to put a few false panels a little bit higher on her hip line, because, you know, her, her torso and her waist, it was just all too long. And the way it all came out was exceptional because it was a work in progress. And by the time we finished, it was absolutely perfect for her. And it was bringing, and it was beautiful silk chiffon panels overlapping with uh, an ombre of purple coming through. My gosh, how gorgeous. It was very creative. She's also a very creative soul. What was the top, the bodice and the sleeves like? So she's actually got a beautiful set of square shoulders and it was a little spaghetti strap, but with the silk chiffon yeah. draped over the yes. arm and then this beautiful beaded, intricately beaded bodice that extended down to quite low in the hip, but with the silk panels coming up and over some of the beadwork and then the different layers of panels with this 
purple ombre just coming through in sections. Like oh, my gosh. I want pictures of these after this. I, I want to see that dress. I won't yeah. let anybody copy it. It's a one of a kind. <laughs> uh, what was the neckline? And the neckline was just a very gentle sweetheart, a little not too uh, deep for her. But pretty. Um, she got married on the farm that she grew up in in Zimbabwe. So it was in the wheat fields at harvest time with this beautiful golden harvest in oh the background. Oh, so Sounds very, beautiful. Very it was. Sounds just beautiful. Um, well, I think we about covered that. Um, I have been hearing that just all of this that you've said, uh, the only thing I can't remember, and I'm sure you said it, well, what were the any different colors? Or, or yeah, you said the uh, blush, the champagne, ash blue, ivory, and all of the various uh, cut work and embellishments and beads and back details. The back detail is what I had missed. Yeah. And ivory is still good. And, and then the whole opposite end of the minimalistic approach which may or may not have a gorgeous dramatic back. <laughs> it may or may not. It may all be simple or have that surprise. Or it may have a star or a power woman or <laughs> what are they? <laughs> or a sword. I mean, who knows what your fantasy is? Uh, oh, I, know. I noticed uh, when I was younger, I had made my sister. Oh, I went somewhere and I, I think I was in uh Italy or somewhere, and I saw all of these really cute little wooden uh, cartoon characters. And I thought, I don't know what I'll ever do with these, but I've got to have these. They were all different yeah. colors. They're really quite silly. Yeah. So at one time, I made a necklace out of it and sent it to my sister. And she wore <laughs> it the other day, thought her grandkids would get a kick out of it. And I said, you're going to laugh, but I just noticed on Moschino that he had done these cartoony kind of Disney character type things on gowns. And I thought, yeah. you know, I think it's, it's really cute, but I wouldn't want to spend $5,000 on that. Exactly. I think if somebody had done it and found it at, you know, Joanne's Fabrics and, you know, $4 a yard made themselves a dress for $50, it would be really cute yeah. and, and ingenious, but not for real expensive. I don't know. Yeah particularly no, like that that's one thing I don't like I don't like the kitsch and yeah. the um, silly silly uh because it's just so much money do you know it is but yeah, I suppose the uh you know more on the uh classy but fabulous Chanel side of fashion um you know sometimes less is more um, you know, so I very much when I chat to my brides, I get a feel of what their personality can cope with. You know, it's it's bringing in who they are. And that's why personality that has so much to do with it. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because it is, after all, for you. And it, it doesn't matter. Some people are just more demure. Some yeah. women are more classy. Yeah. Some are very outgoing. Yeah. Some are very out there and silly and funny, you know, yeah. so you want to bring that humor in somehow. I, I think you're exactly right. It has to be about the personality. It has to be authentic to them. Yes. It has to be authentic. And 
That is really important. Well, I've got three minutes to close. And what would you like to give us any words of wisdom or any well, other things that you forgot that I forgot well, to I just, ask? I just love that you brought the authentic in because I've been doing a few live uh, interviews on Instagram and with three different women in the wedding industry and with each of them, and they're all, you know, one does stationery, one is a stylist, one does flowers, and it all comes down to reflecting who you are on your wedding day. That's right. So with the dress, it's obviously all about the bride, but the rest of the wedding needs to reflect who you are as a couple. And I just want to say to brides, don't be swayed. You know, the trends are amazing, and I love them, and I I'm always researching them, but pick out the elements that are true to yourself. And, you know, don't be influenced by a bridesmaid or anyone else right. giving you their advice. Be true to yourself, be authentic, and you'll step out in confidence on the day. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's got to be you. It's, it's got, got be to you. be you or you will regret it. And don't exactly. let and you don't let someone talk you into it. You know, it's not yeah. like you're a child anymore. You know who you are. Hopefully we all keep our innocence. But I'm just saying you're right. I agree with you that it should be you and authentically you. And it should yeah. be because this is your soul. This is your spirit. This is the love of your life. And and you want, well, you want to be fully you on that day, you know, because you yeah. are. And, and the, so, the closer you are to being yourself, the more confident you are, the happier you are, your inner peace, all of that comes through. So I think that's critical. And I think that's a great way to end the show. Thank you so much, Joanne Ross Thank Wells. You. Thank you so much. I want to have you on again someday because this is just fabulous. And I wish I had a way to show all of the pictures of all your gowns, but that's not what this show's about. It yeah. is auditory, but I have great vision so <laughs> I can see them. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I hope you'll come visit us again. And I'll have Exana give you a buzz. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.